The heavy brocade curtains stirred as though they had been blown by a breath of wind, and a billowing fold touched the corner of the dressing table and overset a small bottle of nail varnish. It was a very slight sound, but it woke Danny, jerking her out of an uneasy dream in which she had been hurrying down a long, lonely country road in the sad fog and drizzle of an early autumn, clutching a small sealed envelope and listening to the drip of rain off the unseen hedges and the footsteps of someone who followed close behind her. She had caught brief glimpses of this person when she stopped and turned, and once it had been Mr. Honeywood, with his narrow, dry, solicitor's face and his small, dry, disapproving cough, and sometimes it had been a large, hearty woman in tweeds striding through the wet mist, or an oriental, a dark-faced man wearing flowing white robes and a fez, or was it a turban? but none of them had any right to be following her, and she dare not let them overtake her. It was vitally important that they should not overtake her. The bottle fell over, and Danny awoke. She sat up in bed shivering in the aftermath of nightmare, and was momentarily surprised to find herself in an unfamiliar room. Then the dream receded, and she remembered that she was no longer in her great-aunt's house, but at the Air Lane Hotel, in London. Yesterday, in Market Leiden, it had been misty and damp, as though autumn were already far advanced. But here in London on this September morning, it still seemed to be high summer, and although it was very early, and the city was as yet barely astir, the sky beyond the open window was clear and bright. The curtains that had been closely drawn last night were now partially open, and the pale light of early morning filtering into the room showed a clutter of cardboard boxes, airweight suitcases, tissue paper, and the new lizard-skin bag that was Great Aunt Harriet's parting present, and which contained, among other things, a brand-new passport. Danny had checked over all the impedimenta of foreign travel late last night, and now all she had left to do was to buy a beach hat, a sunsuit, and something for air sickness, and to introduce herself to her stepfather's sister, Mrs. Bingham, whom she had so far never met, but who had been staying since yesterday in the same hotel, and was also traveling out to Zanzibar on a zero zephyr of the Green Zero Line. London, Naples, Khartoum, Nairobi, Mombasa, Tonga, Pemba, Zanzibar.